0: Hey guys, it's Kim. Welcome back to the My Lips Aren't Sealed podcast. I am so excited for today's podcast episode. I'm being joined by my childhood best friend, Danielle. Hey, Danielle. Hey, I'm happy to be here. (laughs) I'm so excited. It's like, it's crazy because I've talked about you so much on the podcast before and now listeners finally get to meet you and know you, which is cool.
1: Yeah, it's super fun because I feel like I've been listening to all your podcasts and it's really cool to get to be on one of them.
0: Yeah, you've been listening since like day one and I feel like my podcast, like I've said this before, but like the quality has definitely improved a lot because it's just, it's hard when you're starting out any new thing and I appreciate you listening since day one when I was like really figuring out what the hell I was doing because it was hard. Like I'm still trying to figure it out.
1: Yeah, it's super hard starting anything like new and of course I'm going to listen to your stuff <laughs> yeah. you're my best friend so I'm going to be here throughout whatever whatever you do where whatever you decide to create I'm always going to be your number one fan I'm like
0: like I remember like even like OG when I first like started like blogging and like doing Instagram I'd be like Danielle can you like my picture like I need to get 11 likes like you've been there since way back when so yeah, I appreciate like, you I'm, I'm always going to be there how long have we known each other now because we met in twenty two thousand. 2000 Seven, Yeah, we met in 2007 in middle school. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Oh so we've known each other. How many years is that? Oh. <laughs> okay, um, three, 10, 13, 16 years. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay, well, in today's podcast episode, Danielle and I are going to be telling you guys more about like our meet Q and how like just stories from like us growing up and just little things like that we're also going to be chatting about her life now because she actually lives in Florida which is also still crazy to me and we're going to talk about her life there and her relationship she just got engaged yes I'm
1: so excited congrats thank you so exciting
0: (laughs) one of us has to find love I mean I'm happy for you no it's it's amazing we're going to talk more about that and her relationship and how she balances just like her relationship and her own career because you're a career woman yourself and your fiance had has a child so you've been raising his child with him and it's awesome it's like so I've like so much respect for you so we're gonna talk about that before we do though we're gonna go through the normal little opening segment we are first gonna do a little catch up with Kim and then we're gonna do our pick of the week so starting off first is catch up with Kim so you guys what is the 411 what has everybody
1: been up to
0: okay so what's up (laughs) what's up what's going on what's like what's been going on with you this past week you've been doing so much and so much traveling too
1: yeah i i recently started a new job where i'm traveling a lot so um i actually got home last Saturday night. Um, and then Sunday I taught goat yoga. So that's been like a new little adventure for me.
0: Can we, let's talk (laughs) about that for a second. So yes, Danielle started teaching goat yoga. It's exactly what you think it is, but for people who don't know what it is, what is it?
1: Okay. So goat yoga is, um, yoga. However, um, you know, (laughs) With the goats, they can be kind of a little bit distracting. Um, so it does break a little bit away from like that traditional yoga. Mm-hmm. But there are goats incorporated in the practice and the goats are running around, playing, um, jumping around, walking on people's backs. I was
0: going to say they jump on people too. Yeah, they do.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's definitely – so I've been teaching now for a couple years and Goat
0: yoga? Just yoga in general? Just
1: yoga in general. Mm-hmm. And teaching goat yoga is so hard because you have, um like, typically I teach, like, a, a power class. So I usually get, like, a lot of intermediate yogis to my classes. Mm-hmm. But when you're teaching goat yoga, you're getting, like, you know, anywhere from kids to... Um, even sometimes some elderly people have gone or people have never done yoga before they're like this is my first yoga class ever
0: because it's, it's an experience too
1: yeah so you're teaching to like this wide array of people and then um, you also have these like crazy goats just like running around the place they're so, small aren't yes. they baby goats though yes, they're baby like goats. a
0: big goat like I just I'm picturing myself trying to do yoga and just this giant goat like coming and jumping on me and like breaking my back they're small yeah they're they're
1: small goats yeah they're all has babies. anybody
0: complained about the weight of the goats
1: no they're like no, really I light no like any everybody is like so excited if they have like a goat on their back it's like it's best so day ever. Cute. yeah they love it
0: have any of the boats goats bitten anybody
1: no no goats are like very um gentle animals they do like to eat things, so that's been sent, like a distraction. Like shirts and
0: stuff too. Yeah, they like
1: chew on like I've had them like chew on my hair, or just like kind of nibble on your clothes or shoelaces. That's so cute though. Um, this last class that I taught, they like tried to like, cause there's like a fence that keeps them safe, cause it's not like a brewery that we that I teach it at, and um the goats like started pushing down the fence and like <gasps> trying to eat the leaves on the other side. And one of the goats even got out and had to like run down and try to like chase it. And down. you're not <laughs> like
0: a farm, like you you're comfortable with livestock because your well, family has yeah. your family has animals. Of recent
1: recently, I've become more of a farmer type girl, but but normally, it, like, how would you yeah. know like how to handle these? Yeah, we were
0: not animals. raised that way.
1: That's for sure. <laughs> no.
0: Oh my god, that's so cute. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So, how often do you teach?
1: Um, so goat yoga is kind of like this new thing that I'm just doing. Um probably i'm gonna do it like once a month i'm still teaching regularly though so i teach my like a hot power class once a week and then i um do pick up some subbing so usually like anywhere between like three to seven times a month i would say i teach i want to go yeah
0: i want to go to one of your classes i'm sad so danielle lives in florida so obviously i'm in austin it's not the quickest drive or anything like i'd love to go to one of your classes but i bet they have them here they have them all over yeah, I think it's like a fun thing to do. It's and really fun. Because kids go to it too. Anybody yeah. can go.
1: Yeah. It's definitely like family friendly.
0: It's Wait, that's g- so good cool. energy. It's very fun. Anything else uh, crazy happened this past week? I mean, goat yoga is hard to top. It's okay if not. I mean, sometimes
1: we just have like chill weeks too. Yeah, I would say like I, I taught like goat yoga class. I taught another yoga class. And then it was just like regular work this week. Nothing too crazy.
0: Yeah, traveling. Yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of had a busy week. You know, I've been, like, one of my – not it wasn't necessarily a resolution. Maybe it was, but just to get out of my comfort zone and, like, socialize more, get out of my bubble. And because I have a lot of friends in Austin, but I don't see them often, like, whether they're influencers or just people I've met um, while I've lived here. So I've been trying to meet up with people more. So I met up with a few friends, did, like, some walks, coffee dates. Like, that was super fun. And uh, I also had a meeting with that creative – Girl, who's helping me rebrand my podcast, and so we're trying to narrow down like new a new color palette. So that's really exciting. And uh, oh, my big thing is like I applied to that new job, which is super exciting. So awesome, yeah. Um, so if you guys are are new to my podcast, I recently, very very recently, got into spin. Like today was our second class ever. Like I've only (laughs) done one other class, but it was so fun. It was like such a fun atmosphere and everybody was super cool and there's a spin studio near my place and I just like I need to get out of my apartment more and socialize like the energy was really great there so I'm like why do I not just apply make some extra money hang out with these girls um, get free classes out of it too so I walked in and I dropped my application off in person and I think that was like a good thing to do because the girl who accepted the application from me was really like she's like, that's cool. She's like, that's what I did. And I got the job and I just got an email for like an interview. So we'll see. It's going to be on Monday. So that's I'll so awesome. let you know I'm how so excited for you. Thanks. Yeah. I haven't like worked, um, a job like this, like in forever. And I feel like it's kind of like, there is a bit of a stigma around working jobs like that are just not, a st- I don't know how to describe it, but like, especially when you're in the social media world, people think like that's all you do and that is all I need to do to sustain myself but it's like it's nice to get out there and meet people and am I describing that right like I don't know it's just it's it, it it was a lot for me to consider because I'm like well are people gonna like come in and be like why is she working here and like make fun of me yeah you know what I mean because oh, like I-, I have a college degree I ha- I make money yeah. like I do all yeah. these things why am I working like a yeah a job like this you know
1: yeah I totally like when I first started teaching yoga I like felt the same way and like actually like my fiance will tease me kind of about it he'd always introduce everyone to me introduce me to everyone that I'm a yoga teacher and I'm like well I'm also a psychologist
0: yeah (laughs) so I was
1: always like I'm a psychologist first but yoga teacher like being a yoga teacher is like my fun job kind of thing Mm -hmm. so I I get that too where you're kind of like yeah. This is like, you know, it's like an extra hustle, but it's also like, it's it's a fun job
0: kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so that's kind of the reframing I was doing. I'm like, okay, this is fun. Also, you inspired me because like you have multiple like jobs and like you're always running around doing stuff and you're also like engaged and have a child. Like it's like you have all these things. I'm like, why am I not just trying it? If I hate it, I can quit. But I think it's fun to do that and kind of take away like any other negative thought towards it. Cause at the end of the day, it's like I'm I'm doing it because I want to. And maybe eventually I could be a spin instructor. Like if I like get to that level in my health and like that's a big, big goal, but it's something that's doable. It just takes time. So we'll see. But really proud about myself for that. Um I'm trying to think of what else happened this week, but it was just busy. It was beautiful weather in Austin all week. Um if you guys aren't already following me on youtube subscribe i post weekly vlogs so i have like everything vlogged if you want to like not have to visualize it you can actually see it but i did a lot i made a lot of friends so i'm proud of myself yeah it yeah. sounds like a good week it was a good week so that wraps up the catch up with kim and we are going to move on into our pick of the week oh my god i love your skirt where did you get it gee thanks just want it i see it i like it i want it jumping into our pick of the week Danielle as my special guest go first what is your pick of the week and if you are listening for the first time pick of the week can be like a movie a makeup product somewhere you traveled to like literally anything so what is your current fave Okay. So I recently
1: just started using a new, um, product and I actually am using it instead of foundation. It has a good enough coverage. It's called, um, it's the brand Ilia. Oh, that's a good brand. Um, their skin serum. It is so good. It like goes on so nicely. It's SPF 40. It actually like works like your skin like clears up. Like I actually had some bad like I know I was complaining earlier about like my skin breaking out from all the travel. Mm-hmm. My skin was worse. And then I started using this like serum and my skin's been clearing up and it just gives like that really nice dewy finish. And I just put a little concealer over and some powder and I'm like good I was to gonna go. say,
0: so you put powder on too over it. Cause is it yeah. like it's pretty shiny or not?
1: Um, it's definitely like um very like moisturizing, so it's it's um it gives a little bit more of that dewy finish Mm -hmm. than like a
0: a matte foundation. You know what I mean? And I feel like dewy is so in, but I'm just like a matte girly. Like I like matte skin. Like I like a little bit of like, um, like highlighter. Like I like the look of that, but the all over, I'm like, it just doesn't look good on me. I just look greasy. Same same
1: with me. Like I like to always finish with like a powder and like usually with a lot of my foundations, I'm like, Oh matte. Um, but with this, it's just like, you know, when I don't want to, go out i'll just use the serum like yeah. i won't put anything else on are you wearing it right now yeah yeah oh God, I'm it looks wearing it, great I, yeah i don't even wear regular foundation anymore
0: what yeah okay so awesome. what is it called so again good. so it's
1: the ilia it's the ilia skin serum yeah okay it's amazing it's um it's a little pricey but it's well worth the money Were it's you very good just, quality just sephora sephora okay yeah, it's All good it's, i want to try it's really it. good because <laughs> i'm actually almost
0: out of my foundation i like don't need foundation like truly like my skin is like pink but other than that I don't need like foundation to cover up blemishes really for the most part I'm very lucky with like clearer skin so I'll check it out yeah and um if you're listening I'll link it in the um, show notes so you guys can check it out too my pick of the week it's not beauty related um but my pick of the week are my wired headphones so I know that's like we were (laughs) laughing about this earlier but I have always had AirPods and for some reason I like keep losing my AirPods. It's happened twice in the past like six months. And I'm like, I don't deserve to have these AirPods anymore because they're so expensive. And for me to lose them, it's like just so reckless. I don't know what's going on with my brain, but I've lost them again. So I went and bought some wired headphones and it made me like when I first used them, it made me feel kind of like nostalgic. Like I haven't worn wired headphones since high school, probably like m- maybe maybe college. I don't know when AirPods came out, but putting them on made me really nostalgic, and like the audio quality was really good, and like it looks cute. Like they're all trendy now too. Having wired headphones is like aesthetic. So I put them on, and I was like, oh my god, wait, actually really cute. So that's my pick of the week, and they were only like twenty bucks, and they're the Apple ones. So oh, I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, they're Apple headphones, twenty dollars, and they have the little speak the um, microphone on the wire I'm like yeah and if you lose them it's $20 not versus. over 100 Air, yeah, Air yeah. Pod prices I know mm. so sad um but that is my pick of the week what do you have airpods yeah I do they're but nice I'm, huh yeah I do like
1: them I'm like very <laughs> careful with mine so I feel like I'll travel with them and stuff well I guess a perk of the airpods is like when I'm traveling and like I'll go to like San Francisco I like to have my um, maps on right and um I don't wanna be that person looking at my phone for a map because I feel like it makes me look like I'm not local. Right. And so what I do is I put my phone in my pocket and then I put an AirPod, just one AirPod in and it'll tell me where I need to go. So I do like AirPods for that because it's That's so nice. subtle and it feels like I'm safe because I can still hear with one ear. Yeah. AirPod in the other ear. So. Genius. Yeah. Life hack. Yeah. I love that. Do you have a, um, like a British Siri or do you just have like a normal? I just have the normal one, but yeah. So yeah. anyone like traveling, like that is the way to go. Cause you don't look it like is. a tourist. It's so subtle. And you're still
0: aware of your surroundings. You're aware of your surroundings. I love that. Genius. This is why I love her, guys. She's a genius. (laughs) Genius girl. Um, Cool. Well, those are our picks of the week. Again, I will link those below. And now we are going to shift into the main portion of today's podcast episode, let you guys get to know Danielle a little bit more. We're going to talk about our friendship and talk about you. Are you excited?
1: Yeah, I'm excited.
0: (laughs) Okay, let's do it. First of all, let's tell people like our meet cute because I think it's funny we Danielle and I just went to brunch we just got back from brunch with our friends present day and um over brunch we were telling somebody like the story about how we met and it's ridiculous you first okay so (laughs) (laughs) it's funny because like I feel like I usually say it from my perspective but yours is probably funnier because I'm just okay it's so, so funny so the year was 2007 yeah
1: The year was 2007. We were in uh, seventh grade and it was the first day of school. And this girl comes up to me, you know, like also to mention, like everyone in middle school is super awkward. Right. And we're all like at this new school and everyone's just weird. And there's a (laughs) bunch of new people because all the elementary schools are like commingling now into middle school. Right. Yeah. And so this girl comes right up to me and she had these little, um, black vans with little pink frogs on them
0: those were cool yeah
1: and I think that day I might have been wearing I had little black vans with cherries on them I think but yeah yeah I remember like her frog vans I'm like wow those are cool I've never seen those before and she like comes up to I'll me, link those <laughs> below yeah. no just kidding <laughs> I don't know that you can still buy those anymore but they were cool <laughs> shoes and she like comes up to me and she's like hey I really like your hair do you want to come hang out with us like at lunch and then I was like I would still (laughs) pick up on a friend
0: that way I love your hair let's get lunch
1: and so Kim invited me to lunch and um like lunch rolled around and like I saw her like crowd of friends and they're all like in their huddle but it's like all the kids from her school in one huddle yeah and then all like the kids from my school were in one huddle and like I was, like, such a nervous, like, little middle schooler that, like, I didn't feel comfortable to walk over there, like, by myself, right? It's intimidating. Yeah. And so, like, I ended up staying in, like, my friend huddle. But then Kim's always like, man, remember when you rejected me in middle
0: school? (laughs) She straight up. No. She straight up. I was like, come hang out with me. She ghosted me. That's, like, the OG ghosting story. But here we are. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we made it through that rough patch. Yeah. And so like throughout middle school, we ended up like, you know, and our groups ended up becoming like one and we became friends. And then we got super, super close um, in high school. We don't have to talk about all the craziness in between then, but we got really close in high school and then. Yeah, we hung out with, like, Jeremy and Kendra. You know, we started, like, this, our own little group yeah. and so Yeah, we had a really good,
1: really good group of friends in high school that we hung out with. And yeah. And then we were pretty much inseparable from all four years of high
0: school. We were, mm-hmm. like, attached to the hip. Yeah. Oh, so cute. <laughs> yeah. We were, like, we were those girls. If, if you are around the same age as Danielle and I, I'm 28, she's 29. I turned 28, 29 this year, and... During like middle school, high school, mostly high school, being an emo kid, like scene yeah. more specifically yeah. was very trendy and cool. Like it was the peak of MySpace era. So Danielle dyed her hair jet black and teased it a bunch. Yeah. All the eyeliner. Um, you even had gauges. I had
1: gauges, the small I ones. Still I had gauges in both holes. So I like gauged my first hole and second hole.
0: And gauges are uh, like earrings. Yeah, like they expand like, your yeah, earrings. Yeah, they're like
1: little holes in your ear. If you've never seen a gauge before, they're not really in style as much now. But my ears never went fully back to normal. So that kind of sucks. But
0: wow. Yeah. Long term mm. commitment. Yeah. And then I had platinum, platinum blonde hair. Like yeah. so platinum. It was Um, like I worked. I went through a tube of eyeliner once a week um I had my boobies out like I just like I just was like a little and you really did
1: you really did go through it like (laughs) a tube of eyeliner every week (laughs) I'm not just I'm not being too mad your mom was so mad she was like another one like every like every week you had to go get that little yeah green and black
0: Uh uh-huh the Maybelline twisty one yeah and you do my
1: eyeliner and be like
0: that was a good product yeah oh my (laughs) gosh so fun it's funny too because I I always look back on that time and I'm like I feel like that whole MySpace era really is what piqued my interest in social media and like photography and everything it did yeah I like I would dress up Danielle like my model (laughs) do your makeup do (laughs) your hair do photo shoots and it's so funny because over 10 years 15 years later and i'm still doing the same shit like i'm still getting ready getting dolled up taking pictures planning outfits like it's a job now and that's yeah, really cool but you're you're better at it than a little better than, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think didn't we take them on like digital cameras too oh, yeah
1: we took them on digital cameras i didn't there, have a phone there were like some early days of like editing and like all mm-hmm. that weird lighting and was oh, so cool
0: looking back I wish we had all those pictures. They're somewhere, right, on your parents' camp. We uh, have some of the pictures, yeah,
1: yeah. But they were pretty cringy. Some of them were so bad. Yeah.
0: Um, it is really special though that you know I've known you for so long. It's, I think it's pretty rare not to get like cheesy and emotional. But it is really rare to like have somebody who has walked through all of life stages with you, and you and I have both like. I mean, I feel like we've followed similar patterns. Like we went graduate high school went to college um dated you know we were both in sacramento for a little bit and now we've kind of gone in different directions so i'm in austin trying to figure my shit out um you're engaged you know living in florida and raising a kid and it's like it's so cool that even though our lives have changed a lot we're still obviously there for each other i read something too it's like if you're friends with somebody past seven years they're your friend for life have you seen that
1: it's no. like the seven-year rule. But I feel like it's true. Like, I feel like if you, like, make it that long, then you know. You're like, stuck with me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, like, you, I even, like, because I feel like there's been, like, times in our life where we, like, didn't talk as often. And, like, we just knew that we were still best friends. It didn't yeah. really matter if we talked or not because we're still mm-hmm. those best friends.
0: Yeah. It's, like, and I think that's a, that's a really good point because I think a lot of girls, um, maybe if you are, like, graduating from high school, going in, into college, or – college then you graduated and you're moving to a new city and you're leaving all your college best friends like rest assured that even though you guys are going in different directions like you can still keep in touch like even if you don't like you said talk for a long period of time when you meet back up it feels like no time has passed yeah it does but you just have you get older and more mature and you realize like okay we're all busy like it's not personal like I don't not talk to you for x amount of time because I'm mad at you it's just like I got shit going on you have shit going on and when we both have time we always make sure to check in on the other even if it's a short text or a call or yeah um I was talking to my friend about you coming into town this weekend and I was like oh yeah we've known each other for like so long and just talking about our friendship and she was and I was telling her oh Danielle's gonna be on my podcast it's gonna be so fun and she was like oh my god that's crazy you guys have been friends for so long you guys should talk about like what is the secret to like staying friends for so long so what do you think because I was like that's a really good question I think it's something that people wonder I mean I think it oh yeah what do you think because I was like I think it's just a mutual understanding like we just talked about with you know time and being busy and not taking things personal I feel like that's a
1: a big part of it like both of us like are like very understanding of what each other have going on and like give each other grace if we're not always present you know what I mean because we're in different places in life but also like I feel like a big thing for us is like we just know each other so well Mm -hmm. you know like I feel like I just, like, know you so well.
0: Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. It's,
1: like, so cool. Like, because I feel like we were, you know, we've been through so much stuff together. So, I feel like even just, like, the time of just, like, you know, being there for each other for that many years, we we just have, like, this, like,
0: really deep relationship. So, it's, like, Mm -hmm. sometimes. It moves past, like, friendship and onto, like, more family. Like, I would consider you family. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I feel the same way. Like, I just feel like. I don't know. I feel like you know me. You've seen all the phases. You know what I mean? Like...
0: <laughs> seen it. We've seen it yeah, all. you've seen
1: it all. You've seen, like, the good, the bad. Like, you know, you've seen me thrive. You've seen me suffer. Like, you've seen it all. Mm-hmm. And, like, you've always
0: had my back. So... I think support is, like, a good, th- like, a really big thing, too. I think we've so like been there for each other for whether, big traumas,
1: too, mm-hmm. you know? It's, like,
0: for, tr- like, if there's something really shitty going on in life, like, yeah, dropping everything, like, if there is something going on, okay, I'm obviously, I'm going to drop what I have going on and come see you. Yeah. Um, and also, like, with celebrations, like, if you're graduating from college, okay, yeah, I'm going to be there, and yes, life is busy, but I'll make it work yeah so it's kind of like a relationship you know it's like it's what would you expect your partner to do like you should be there for these moments even if life is crazy um yeah so I think like willingness to drop everything if needed Mm -hmm. I think that like helps a lot with friendships like this um support I think like communication too and it is just like a relationship. I don't know. Yeah,
1: yeah, it is. It definitely is. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a deep it's a deep type of relationship to have like a friendship for this long, you know.
0: And I think loyalty too. That's like probably oh, the, yeah. the biggest one. I would it's say like,
1: loyalty's number one.
0: Not that anybody has, because I don't think anybody has. But if anybody were like to talk shit about you, I'd fucking beat them up. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, like in that sense, I'm like no, like I don't know. Just being loyal.
1: I think that's what like allowed us to stay like best friends through that like hard stage of high school you know what I mean like we mm-hmm. had to be we like we're glued to each other and we're like we can't <laughs> have one without the other like we're a package deal <laughs> so know? true so yeah. like always knowing that we have each other's backs and then like going to college like there was always an effort too like I felt like when you were in town you'd come see me I'd go and visit you like I think that's a big thing too like there's always been some effort of like at least
0: we know each other we're going to see each other at least once a year mm-hmm. in person. And it has to be mutual. Like if you are that friend in the friendship, who is the only one who makes the effort, that's when it gets really draining. And that's when the friendship dies out. Cause eventually you're going to be like, I'm the only one putting effort in. I don't want to do this anymore. She can reach out to me or he can reach out to me when he's ready to. And most of the times they don't cause they're just a shitty friend. So it's yeah. just, that's pretty telling something that just came to mind too. And this is my last point is and it's something I I feel I've I failed at in the past but we worked through is not prioritizing a relationship over your friendship so like if a guy you're dating is like I don't like your friends or I don't like Danielle or whatever like standing up for you and being like no this is a person who's a part of my life like why would you think that you you are more important than her and I've definitely like luckily you've always looked remained a part of my life but there were moments where somebody I dated was trying to pull me away from every single person in my life you included and I like let that power get taken from me and I'm just like it's just the worst I feel like when you were in that situation
1: I was aware of that and kind of waiting for you when you were ready to like figure that out you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like I knew that it was not gonna be forever yeah like I always I always knew that like yeah. so I was just kind of like I'm gonna be here when you need me to be here and you know I'm gonna try to have that good relationship with that person you know till so that I could see you right but it's like, like a
0: prison sentence yeah like
1: it was <laughs> just like I felt like I was just kind of like waiting on the sidelines like okay when you're ready for me I'm I'm in full in like I'm there right there waiting for you mm-hmm. kind of thing but it was like I don't know I guess I felt like in that situation like I just didn't take it personal we had so much like maybe if we were new friends
0: that would have that would have been the end of it
1: yeah but because we've been through so much as friends Mm -hmm. I knew that you would be back like I guess that makes sense like I knew that there was nothing like eventually we'd always make our way back to each other because that's just our relationship so mm-hmm. I wasn't fearful of that it was just like a phase where I was kind of like this really sucks I hate that I can't be with you right now
0: but I also know because like, I was even living in Sacramento at that time and I yeah. barely saw you yeah it's just crazy it's yeah I think that's like my biggest regret there is like letting an ex get so involved in my relationship with you and yeah. with others um but yeah I think with maintaining like a long-term friendship yeah it's a lot of communication support loyalty um and just making sure you're prioritizing your friends and having understanding that like life does get crazy but true friends like understand that and won't hold it against you yeah and they just like genuinely support you like I wouldn't be like oh my god I don't know. Just like some backhanded compliment. Like I wouldn't do that. Like I would be honest if I didn't like yeah. something or yeah. that dress I tried on this morning. You're like, oh, it's not like the best. I'm like, okay, cool. Like yeah. it's just having that transparency. So it's surface level stuff like that and like goes even deeper. So yeah. But yeah. How many years then? 15 years? Fourteen? We already counted it and I forgot. <laughs> yeah. We said 2007. 16. I think it was yeah, like 16, 16 years. Just crazy. Yeah. We've been friends longer than we haven't been friends. Right. Or no. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's weird.
0: Isn't that weird? they really cool. Aw. Oh my God. That's adorable. That's super cool. Yeah. So cute. Well, overall, obviously very appreciative of our friendship. I love you. I'm also super excited for your relationship now. So let's like chat about that. Because I feel like you have a lot of advice and just like life experience too to share about your relationship, how you got to where you are, because obviously I haven't dated anybody in a while, and so I'm <laughs> like, I love talking about relationships with others, getting their perspectives. So, how did you meet Caleb? That was a few years ago. Yeah. So, um,
1: let's see, I met Caleb through. We're going on. We're getting close to four now years. Um, but what happened was. I was going through this phase (laughs) where I had gotten out of a relationship and I decided I was in my last year of graduate school and I was kind of like in that like YOLO stage of my life, you know, like Mm -hmm. I was like hitting up all the dating apps. Um, You were
0: going on like a few dates a week, weren't you? Yeah,
1: I like... It was pretty regular for me to have a couple dates a week. Um,
0: so impressive. And the, it, it was <laughs> draining. Exas- it was you exhausting. were so tired. I remember you just being like, "It was like, exhausting." Yeah.
1: And then like, so what happened was, I decided that I wasn't really sure. After like you know a couple breakups, I wasn't really sure what I was looking for in a guy, and um, so I kind of felt like I was going on like this social experiment where I was going to go on a lot of first dates and um i became so picky that i just like like at the end of the first date i was just like nope nope this thing like i don't like that or i don't like this mm-hmm. and like i just was like felt like I was meeting all these like really cool people, but I just like, wasn't connecting, like not attracted to them. Don't want anything to like, don't want a second date. Like right. there was like very, which is fair. Like there's, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I went on a lot of dates to like, not I know like people, you know? So it was like, <laughs> yeah, it was like, and they were all really nice, like great people, but like, I just wasn't like connecting with them. Um, and you know, maybe I wasn't ready. I don't know. There could be other factors at play too. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting to get to know so many different people who are at so many different walks of life. Um, but at that point that I like met Caleb, I basically like swore off dating. I'm like, I'm over this. This is mm-hmm. like exhausting. Like I've been doing this now for a year, nonstop. I don't even know how many first dates I went on. Like, oh my God, you took it as like another job. Yeah, basically. I did. It, I did. I was like, I'm looking for a husband. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> Like this is my job. Um, Yeah, so I was just like, whatever, I'm done with this. Um, You know, I've finished school, uh, or about to finish school, and um, I like have this guy like reach out to me, and so on Instagram. On Instagram, so like I'm in um, one of my friends, really like really good friends. um, Bianca was getting married, and I'm her maid of honor. So yeah, and what happened was one of the groomsmen added me on Instagram. And I was You sly sh- dog, Caleb. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, so he added me on Instagram, and then I'm like, who is this guy? And then I'm like, oh, we have a mutual friend, and it's, like, Bianca's um, husband now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, oh, he must be a groomsman. So, like, I added him, and... Did he like your pictures, or
0: he just DM'd you? So,
1: I DM'd him, because I was like, hey, you're one of the groomsmen, right? Because I, like, did not accept... Like, I still, like, have a secret... Like, not secret, but... My Instagram's private. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm more of a private person. Um, yeah. So, I was like, do I know you kind of thing? Was his profile public? Um. Do you remember? It was... I he think didn't... his was private, but he had, like, a not a picture of himself as his profile. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, like, that, and like... he weirded, responded right That, like, away? weirded me out, kind of. I was like, oh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he responded, like, right away. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Hi, I'm Caleb. I'm a Grimson. Do you want to... Or, um, this wedding is going to be fun. Like we should all hang out at the wedding. And I'm like, oh, cool. He seems nice. Like, so what happened was he was actually deployed at that time. And so we were like back and forth. What branch
0: of the military is he in? He's in the air force. Okay. So he was deployed. Where was he at?
1: He was in Afghanistan.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay.
1: And so, um, we were going back and forth on, um, Instagram and he'd like message me every single day
0: Aww. and
1: it was just like a friend like I would thought kind of nothing of it, it like was not just
0: a friend
1: he was just <laughs> a friend at first like I thought nothing of it honestly I was just like oh this is like a really nice guy he seems cool like wasn't even like checking him out for that because I would swore off guys mm-hmm. so I was like you know not into it you know so I found out we, like, had a ton of things in common. Like, he seemed so interesting. He even had black hair in high school, like me. Yeah, um, that's right. He had
0: a, an emo stage, He too. was super,
1: like, super fun, easy to talk to. And then I guess, like, I realized he, like, liked me when he had remembered, like, a really important date. So I told him when I was graduating and it was, like, I got, um like, my graduation date. And that morning, he like reached out to me and was like, "Congrats! So proud of you! Like that's so awesome!" And I'm like, "How that's do you know?" Sweet. And yeah. he's like, he like, laughs about it today. He's like, "Well, I put it in my calendar." Like, haha. Like, you know. Wait, I love that. That's so, so thoughtful. Yeah, and, and so not, I feel
0: like not a lot of guys like do that anymore. Like, yeah. Well, and it's like I didn't very post it. So it was
1: like very much like there was no way that you knew except that you remember the day. You know. Mm-hmm. And so, and I guess it was before after you guys met. This was before we ever met in person. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and at that point we'd already been talking probably about four weeks when he did that. And, um, I figured out he liked me. So then that kind of like started changing things. I'm like, well,
0: maybe, maybe I could be open to this, Mm -hmm. you know? And he was, so he was stationed at this time or deployed, um, but living in Florida,
1: yeah, yeah. So he's um stationed. So it wasn't in, even easy. It wasn't like
0: oh he once he comes back he comes straight to California like
1: oh yeah no so it was like very um not co- it was it's not a convenient relationship for sure like um, so you know when I started liking him that I'm like well he lives in Florida he has a kid like these are all things like I never would think he's in the military these are all things that I was thinking like absolutely like those would be absolute no's for me especially with you know, how strict I was about dating and like Mm -hmm. all the qualifications I'd have. I'd be like, nope,
0: nope, nope. And do you think like you just felt like a a spark or something with him? And that's what kind of made it feel like those things weren't really worth considering.
1: Yeah, I feel like I feel like there was such a like a good connection between us. Mm -hmm. And so that's you guys talk
0: on the phone or just DMs.
1: Oh, so like, yeah, we were like talking on the phone all the time. Mm -hmm. Like by the time the wedding rolled around, it felt like we were, like, already together. In fact, like, like, after that, like, things started to, like, I guess, elevate in our relationship where it felt like we were dating, and he asked, like, if we could go to um, the Bourbon Trail in Nashville after the wedding, and I'm, like, well, and I was, like, well, I'm supposed to go to Vegas with my friends, which actually was you. Oh, my gosh, I, yeah. i like, well, I'm supposed to go to Vegas with my friends, but i Because that like, was 2019, 18 or 19, yeah, and I'm like, I'm supposed to go to Vegas with my friends, and um, you um, like I was gonna fly home, and then we were gonna all go to Vegas together, right? Yeah. And he's like, we'll just reroute your flight, like you can fly from Nashville to Vegas. And I'm like,
0: Did you? I can't remember. I
1: did. Oh my god. And so I, I was like, okay. And he's like, wait, what? And I was like, I I changed my flight. And he's like, wait, you did? And I was like, well, you told me to. And he's like, oh, I didn't think you were gonna do it. And I was Aww. like, well, buckle up, we're going. And so then you guys
0: did a full-ass road you met in person for the first time at the wedding yeah Then did a full road trip together right after the wedding yes and then just started dating
1: yeah and then like basically at at that point like we just like sat down and had this talk and we're like you know kind of had to like outline some like expectations because it's like look i live in california you live in florida are we going to be serious? Cause this is not worth time or money for either of us to like, mm-hmm. you know, just meet up and like have a casual fling. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. I was like, if we don't seriously see each other, like, you know, long-term like then this is not worth our time right. or money, you know, like, so Caleb and I were both just like, yeah, like we're doing this. Like, so we did long distance for a year um and he did another deployment during that time too. Um and then I ended up so he
0: deployed again while you guys were doing long distance. Yes, he was that again. hard? Um, because I mean I guess you guys were already doing long distance. It was probably yeah. harder once you so were together. And- when we were doing long distance, we were trying to see each other like every four
1: to six weeks in person. Like we'd meet up. Um, so that made it a little easier. But then he deployed and he was gone for four months. And that was hard, like, with the deployments. Like, his schedules was, you know, different than mine. Um, mm-hmm. Different, different time hours, zones. yeah. Just different, like, stuff that he's, like, dealing with when he's deployed. Um, so, you know, sometimes he is dealing with, like, some serious, like, stressors when he's gone.
0: Right. And he's
1: not always able to tell me about, like, what's going on. Because it's... Like, Private. It's classified. Yeah. 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 So he can't always, like, share some of his feelings with me. So, um. Definitely. And like being on the phone, like it was a different kind of relationship. So like when he was home, you know, our conversations were definitely like more lighthearted, but like deployed, it was like, you know, I wasn't sure what I was going to get necessarily with Mm -hmm. him. And so that was challenging. And then just like the different hours and trying to find time to like talk to each other when he was gone. I sent him like a lot of like care packages like during that time. Cute, yeah. yeah. So like I make them like to. those cute little boxes and like put snacks. Wait, in there, those buddy, pictures like, s- that we
0: took, remember? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I <laughs> took <laughs> some Christmas photos <laughs> for him. Some
0: steamy
1: Christmas <laughs> yeah, photos that I had. That was so actually so sweet. Like it was really cute. Yeah, yeah. Like for you guys to like help me like set up and take like sexy photos to send him. Like they it was were definitely a so good memory. So tasteful. Yeah oh my
0: gosh what but was like her what name? It, yeah. Sabrina like, Sabrina's place. Yeah. I feel like
1: that was like such a good um like you guys are such good friends for doing that oh like, yeah you know? it was hilarious <laughs> and amazing like it was yeah. so cute. remember the little <laughs>
0: ornaments in front of your
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it was like so you know like to have friends that you feel comfortable like doing something like that with like mm-hmm. it was a, definitely
0: like a good so a good a good
1: memory you know yeah
0: So then you ended up moving to Florida, living with him and his son. Yeah. So let's like chat a little bit first about like going from being, you know, a 20 something year old working professional, living on your own to moving across the country. You've never lived anywhere besides Sacramento, living in a new state and now you're like Co parenting a child. Yeah, and there was also like the pandemic was the
1: same time I moved too. So there was like And there was a storm. All sorts of chaos. Yes, yes. yes. Um, yeah, hurricane, pandemic, um double. Deploy- were another you just deployment? like in shock?
0: Did you ever regret like not that you regret Because it all worked out great. But, like, were you ever, like, had moments where you're like, what the fuck am I doing here? This is crazy.
1: Yes, absolutely. There was definitely a few moments of that where I just was like, oh, my gosh, what did I get myself into? Like, there was just so much chaos for, like, Mm -hmm. a period of time when I first moved down. So, like, I moved down during the pandemic. I moved down um, in June, right when that pandemic was. And then... um,
0: Oh, 2020.
1: Yeah. And then I started um I started a new job which was um had its own challenges and then um
0: parenting
1: parenting like all that involved yeah too. well so like when I first moved down we're still kind of like in that pandemic world you know like mm-hmm. where everyone's like hunkered down so it's like a lot of time in the house with people so like that was like my first big adjustment was that um I like lived with my brother but we were very much to ourselves and then all in the California. Sun- yeah. In yes. California. And then all of a sudden I had like two people who were always up in my business and, mm-hmm. um, Caleb and Elijah are like very loving and touchy feely and I'm not. So <laughs> they like always yeah. wanted to be around me and like be in my presence or like be touching me or something. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm so weirded out. Like, why do you guys keep touching me? Mm-hmm. And they're always like sandwich and like try to hug me. And I'm like, So that was like a really big adjustment too, and like you know um, Elijah lives with us like um, like we share custody so he lives at our house and he also lives with his mom and um, Elijah's like used to like living like with Caleb like he'd always be in his room like hanging out with his dad you know Mm -hmm. cuddled up to him and then I come in and I'm like everybody's in the bedroom get out like and it was just like it wasn't even just Elijah it was like Caleb too I'm like I just want to be alone like it was just like a weird adjustment of like being a solitary person to like having a family and having people in your space at all times and like that's a
0: huge yeah huge change yeah was it difficult for you to find your, I guess, like, footing when it came to parenting? Because obviously he's not your, like, blood child. But he's now your, like, child. Mm-hmm. So was it hard to find, like, figure out your role when it came to parenting him? And does that make sense? Like Yeah. Like, I felt like. Was it difficult? Like, did, I don't know. How'd you handle that?
1: It was, so, like, at first, I felt like I didn't necessarily, like, I felt like I really started parenting Elijah when Caleb and, and his mom like were both deployed and that's kind of, it was almost like learning that's how right. to parent. So you moved
0: there and then th- both the parents deployed. Yeah. So you're responsible. For yeah. Him so I time. feel like that's like a big
1: part of the story. So like move there and then, um, you know, start that job. Then shortly after I get comfortable with my job, um, there was a hurricane and our house flooded. <sighs> And it was the name of the
0: hurricane. Do you remember Sally Hurricane Sally? And it did
1: like a hundred thousand dollars of damage to our house. Mm. And so um, what happened is Caleb was supposed to deploy, but then he ended up um, requesting to deploy or to not deploy. And so they're like, well, we're just going to deploy you later. So then he wasn't supposed to deploy at that time. And the time he ended up having to deploy, Christine also deployed. So that's Elijah's mom. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: then it was just me and Elisha. Together. You guys got really close, we got really close And we got really close. And I figured out how to be a parent. It was really hard.
0: You just got thrown into it. Was it was r- honestly he loves you now. really
1: scary too, like to just be like a parent. Like, you yeah. know, to be responsible for another human being. And you know, like I was getting my feet wet when um, you know, Caleb and Christine were both there like getting my feet wet, learning different things about being a parent. But when they're both gone, it's like, well, there's no one else here. I'm the parent. I'm mm-hmm. the one making all the decisions. Yeah. So um, it was hard. It yeah. was hard. I definitely like reached out to like my own parents and were like, wow, like I get this now, you know, because it's yeah. like you don't know until you know.
0: I mean, I still don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll know
1: eventually. Yeah. But that's kind of like how I felt. I was like, you don't know until you know. I feel like that's yeah. how parenting is.
0: What what advice would you have for somebody who is. Uh, maybe dating somebody who has a kid or is marrying somebody who has children already, what advice would you give them? Who, I think, um,
1: you need to be like flexible. I feel like because every situation is different with kids. Um, and especially, you know, um, If it's not, you know, your biological kid, like if it's your stepchild, like you don't really know, you have to be flexible to the situation that Mm -hmm. is there. You know what I mean? Like, like co-parenting and all that kind of stuff. And that's what makes co-parenting work is like being flexible, like on both parties, you know? Um, But then I would say another thing is like, um, allowing there to be like time to like build a relationship and not, and giving that grace. Like it's, it's weird. Like, um, I feel like, well, you know, like with any with any relationship, it can't just like happen immediately. Mm-hmm. So you like have to give.
0: It takes time to like. Yeah,
1: you have to give yourself grace and let that, boundaries like,
0: down and get re- like grow respect for one another and. But also, like you have to
1: create like a relationship with the child too. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just be like, "I'm your parent now." Like yeah, <laughs> it's my rules. You know, like you actually have to like try to build a relationship with the child and like get to know them and. And prove to them that you are, like, a loving adult who's going to be there for them. Like, they need that stability from you, too, before you can really be a parent. Yeah. And so until you can show them that stability, they're not going to, like, respect you or, you know, understand why where you're coming from with trying
0: to be a parent. You know what I mean? I think that's an incredible point to make because I'm, th- I'm reflecting on my own. You obviously know I was raised by my mom and a step-parent, my stepdad. And he was very strict. Had so many rules. Like you remember all his rules. Yeah, yeah. But we never had like a father-daughter relationship where I like felt like we could be like silly together or like have things in common. Like yeah. we never went and did activities together. Never, like he was he was a parent in a sense that like he was like the rule like enforcing rules. And he did teach me to drive. Like. Um, provided it for us and stuff, and I'm so thankful for all those things. But I never had like a relationship with him, and so I think it's really special that that's what's a priority for you with Elijah. Because I think it is; it's a huge prior priority. You yeah, know, is forming that relationship and getting to know each other before anything, and making yeah. sure you love each other. And you love Elijah now; it's I so do. cute. I love him so much. I yeah. love your family pictures you guys have together. Yeah. They're so sweet. I feel like I'm
1: so lucky because even though like I'm talking like that you need to be like patient and build that relationship. Like at the same time, I'm like super lucky because in, in my situation, I felt like I did get to build a relationship quicker than a lot of people would. Um, Because of like the pandemic. Because of, I think because they were both gone and then Elijah and I just like had each other. Like Mm -hmm. we took care of each other kind of thing during that time. And um, you know, like I know like I was a responsible adult in that situation, but like in a lot of ways, Elijah took care of me too. You oh, know, yeah. Like he, he, he was old enough to kind of like realize, you know, my feelings and just was there for me too. So it was like we. And how old was he at that time, too? Um, nine? No, no. Um,
0: eleven? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. God, time flies.
1: Yeah. No, I was like, wait. Yeah. yeah, he's old. Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Oh. Yeah. Well you're an awesome mom. Yeah. Step mom. And you're about to be, like, an official stepmom, yeah. which is exciting. Yeah, I'm super excited. So, uh, yeah, I think, I don't know if I mentioned it on this podcast. Yeah, I did. You're recently engaged. Yeah. So, the title's going to be official soon, which is very exciting. Um, I just finished planning, like, your bachelorette party. Yeah, like, I know. That's going to be excited. super fun. Um, any other advice you have for anybody, like, dating somebody in the military or being a parent or just, like, in general about anything? oh very open-ended that's very open-ended yeah um just like when it comes to relationships i mean what is your like what's your mantra i don't know if i even have a mantra about it
1: oh i don't know i feel like in like okay i would say like the biggest advice for like being in the military is like flexibility like Mm -hmm. embracing change and being flexible is like um a pretty like major like major trend in the military is that you never know what's going to happen yeah I was gonna say it's
0: it's a necessity you have to be flexible yeah and for
1: some people that might be a deployment some people that might be that you know they're stationed in different places and that changes up all the time so just like being flexible and then kind of embracing like I feel like embracing change and making it something fun. Like mm-hmm. going at it that this is, you know, this is going to work out. This is going to going to be this new experience. Yeah, yeah, being positive with change. I feel like that was like pretty major for me like the last couple of years is to like figure out I, I'm not I like I love um like being adventurous and things like that, but like sometimes I feel like I can be a little bit rigid about things and having a family and um, having a partner in the military is like, and even like my own career and all, all these different things, like, and all the chaos that happened in my life the last couple of years, it's like embracing the
0: change. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think that can be applied to like any stage of life. Oh, Absolutely. And whether I like it's like, like related advice,
1: any, you know, with anything.
0: Yeah. Always embrace your change. I'm trying to do that as well. Cause like it's change makes it's me really hard. <laughs> change makes me anxious more than yeah. anything. And I'm like, you know what change it's always gonna happen, whether that's relationships or jobs or life yeah. or like literally anything. So I love that. We'll we'll end on that. I think that's a great message. Um, embrace the change, guys. If you're listening, it's time. Just gotta yeah. do it. Embrace the change. Um, Thanks for being on my podcast, Danielle. You killed it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh gosh, so fun. I have so much respect for you and. Everything you've accomplished. Like, we just really, like, hit the tip of the iceberg with Danielle. Like, she's accomplished so much. Like, that's her master's degree. Has, a you know, has all these jobs. And she's just cool. She's awesome. And I appreciate our friendship. I love you. Love you, too. Um, I know you're private. So, normally, I would plug my guest's social media handle. But I won't because you... Unless you want to. No, I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) Sorry. Um, But I will be sharing pictures from our trip on Instagram. So if you're not already following me, check me out on Instagram. It's at Kimberly Cobb. If you're watching on YouTube, give me a subscribe. Hit that thumbs up button Uh, on YouTube. It's at Kimberly Cobb as well. What else? Um, Rate me five stars. Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. And if you're not already in my Facebook group, feel free to join that as well. Just search the My Lips Aren't Sealed Facebook group. Um, again, thanks so much. I had thanks so much for fun. Thanks um, I love you guys. I hope you had a great week and have an even better week ahead. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.